Life is full of surprises. Some good, some not so much. Hola, it's Honey. Hola, it's Carolina. Y sabes que estar preparado para cualquier cosa es importante. Whether that's in our roles as mothers, wives, businesswomen, or podcasters. On our show Life in Spanglish, you know that being open to unexpected turns has been an important part of our success. Pero we can use some help. Oh yes, la buena ayuda is welcome. Y si pasa algo, tranquilitos. Isn't it good knowing that with a State Farm agent, you can worry less because someone will be personally invested in safeguarding your goals. Plus, they have the options to talk to a real person whenever a customer needs, especially when those unexpected turns come up. It's the personalized attention you can count on. Aprende más en es.statefarm.com. Como un buen vecino, State Farm está ahí. We started our company, Girls Who Do Interiors, before we even graduated design school. And we turned to Chase for Business to build along with us. They had everything from banking to payment acceptance to credit cards all in one place. And with the Chase mobile app, our business is wherever we are. It's made for business owners who build to inspire. Learn more at chaseforbusiness.com. Make more of what's yours. Real customers compensated. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member of DIC. This is an official download. We've got a great show lined up for it. From thecustardtv.com. On to the internet you go. The Custard TV Podcast. Afternoon, morning, good evening, good night. It's Luke here from thecustardtv.com. Joined on the podcast by my able friends, Mr. Gary in the London area. Watcha. And Sir Matt in the Northern Quarter. Hello, Luke. We saw each other this week. You know how before, Gary? Yeah. When we've met up, Matt has had really pretentious food. Like, what was it? Goat's cheese and something pizza and... No, well, he's got sort of What do you expect? You know, no, what was, it, what was it What was you had at that time? Well, that lamb burger. Yeah, he had, no, he had a lamb burger and goat's cheese, but he had something on a pizza as well, I can't remember. This time, he went a bit <laughs> lowbrow. He just had a KFC. I was really disappointed. Really, really disappointed. Yeah, but you, you, say, you say he had a KFC. Did he have one of the rice boxes? Because that would have no, made it... No, 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 no. no. A, bo- a bo- bargain bucket. Yeah, oh, bargain bargain bargain. I was so disappointed. I think he's fallen on hard times. Well, I had a little quite Japanese nice curry. Japanese curry, yeah. With, with, whoa, whoa, uh... whoa, 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 whoa. You're accusing Matt of going highbrow and you're having a Japanese well, curry? I'm accusing him of going lowbrow now. But mm. you've one of us roles. has to take the highbrow, one of us has to take the low. I think we need to talk about our encounter in a, in a DVD uh, oh, slash CD God. store. God, Gary, you know when you just when people just talk to you randomly in a shop? So Matt and I were in HMV, just looking at the foreign films, because again, highbrow. This lady just sort of latched on to us. She was clutching an (laughs) Idris Elba DVD. She was in her 60s or late 50s, I would say. And she Mm. just sort of latched on to us, didn't she? Telling us how her perfect man... More you than me. I don't know. She was telling us how her perfect man was Tom Hardy, and now she's spending a night watching him on DVD while her husband's watching the... Yeah. And I kept going, okay, well, have a nice night, enjoy yourself. And she just would not stop. Matt remembered that the DVD of Idris Elba she was holding was just a documentary of him becoming a boxer or something. She thought it was a film. Yeah. It was a Discovery documentary called Fighter. So she thought it was a film and so she wasn't bothered. And then her husband just turned around to me and went, thank you, you've saved me a tenner. (laughs) (laughs) And also... Matt and I were very, very, very surprised 
because she said, I'm getting this DVD because there's absolutely nothing on television. Television's rubbish at the moment and none of us, ju- neither of us jumped to his defence. I didn't want to continue this conversation. I was like, <laughs> let's not open any other avenues. Nobody went, are you not watching the Handmaid's Tale? Broken's quite good. Yeah. Luke. Hey, everybody, here's our staff. Gary. You've never heard of him before today. And Matt. He's a professional. The telly-obsessed trio. Enjoy your show, boy. This, this. is the Custard TV Podcast. Okay, TV news, reviews, previews, Gary Goes West and uh, Pick of the Week, the biggest and the best things on this week. Not much news, only to say we reviewed Ackley Bridge, Channel 4 school drama, a few weeks ago. It's coming to the end of Series 1, but no fear, Series 2 has been confirmed by the channel and it's double the episode. So this one was 6, the next one will be 12. And ironically, that's what happened with Waterloo Road. So... I predict this will run for about eight years, move to Scotland, and then end... I would say more coincidentally. I I, I think I'm a bit like Alanis Morissette. I don't know what irony means. (laughs) Like Like rain on your wedding day. Yeah. (laughs) 10,000 spoons and all you need is a knife. That's just bad planning, not irony. (laughs) None of that song is ironic at all. Apart from the use of the word ironic. No, yeah, but that's Gary Headwest. that I wanted to get Matt's opinion on is um, oh. Olivia de Havilland is suing FX over the first series of Feud. Uh, she is an actress um, who was friends with Betty Davis and replaced Joan Crawford on that second film they made, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. She is 100 years old at the moment. Yep. How she be bothered to sue at Well, and she old. said, I, don't, I haven't heard this story specifically, but I remember someone asking her about the series and she said, why don't they let you know, sleeping dogs lie sort of yeah, thing. She, it's actually her hundred and first birthday today as we're recording, so happy birthday. Really? Happy birthday, Miss Havalaland. So the show's characterization of her damaged her professional reputation for integrity, honesty, generosity, self sacrifice and dignity. So she's suing to get a load of money. She's got at least out for the great great grand. The effort series puts words in the mouth of Mr Havilland which are inaccurate and contrary to the reputation she has built over an eighty year professional life specifically refusing to engage in gossip-mongering about other actors in order to generate media attention for herself. So she's creating media attention by suing them. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, Moving on to some reviews. Now, I picked some things... Can I I just... just, Before you start, and I don't like interrupting you, have I ever attacked you or beaten up a member of your family or caused you to go into depression. The third I've, one, yes. I've been quite down this week, and you haven't helped. In fact, it's been like you've been kicking me when I'm down. I'll go for the one that I would imagine all three of us probably didn't like, which is Queen of the South, which is a new series on Netflix. Queen of the South follows a Mexican young lady who uh, gets involved in the drug trade. There's not really point, but there's not really point much doing, doing this much justice. I'm never going to watch this programme again. Why did you pick it? Okay, the reason we had not a lot to do discuss this week yeah. uh, regarding British TV. We've only got two shows on the list to discuss for British TV and one of them is Doctor Who which we've talked about a lot. We're just talking about the finale. Yeah. And the other is Broken which we, we talked about before. So I thought well let's try and find something new. Yeah. I'd said that we were going to watch Chance. I knew that um, 
Gypsy was of a similar ilk, so I just wanted to choose something completely different, and this was this was terrible. It's on the USA Network in America. USA Network, yeah, yeah but it's it's, it's been acquired type. by Netflix UK recently. I think a few weeks ago it all went up. Yeah, as far as a young uh, Mexican woman who gets uh, involved with someone involved in the drug trade. Uh, and uh, basically ends up sort of on the wrong side of the cartel, then gets involved in the right side of the cartel. All, all things happen. She sees herself in the future. In the future, <laughs> she gets shot. It's one of those very rags-to-riches stories. And in the first episode, you pretty much get everything that we hate. Poorly acted, poorly written. It looked really cheap. It was yeah. like a bad tale. USA now, wasn't it? I mean, what, what's what's good that's come out of the well, USA it's, now? It's funny you say but, that. Their only real hit in terms of critical success is Mr. Robot. WWE Raw and SmackDown. Monk was a USA show. I quite like Monk. There you are. But yeah, this, so, this was awful. How this is on season two in the States already. Before I move on to the next few series, can I ask if either of you saw the excellent series In Treatment that was on HBO yeah. and Skylastic yes. Fuse? Yes. That was my very first sort of intro into kind of like therapy in television. I know there was obviously quite a bit of it in The Sopranos, but it wasn't the main focus. In yeah. Treatment dealt with um, yeah. a Gabriel Byrne. It dealt partly think... with his home life. And yeah. also uh, partly of his work with his patients. Gary, really mine like would that. have been uh, Caroline Quentin's sitcom Kiss Me Kate on BBC. Oh, very similar. <laughs> very similar. <laughs> now, there were two shows, coincidentally, that started. Firstly, on the Universal Channel, we had the Hugh Laurie, uh, featuring Hugh Laurie, Chance. No, and he's on what, this, what did, network in America? Where is this in America, Gary? Come on, Gary. USA? No. No. Come on. Four letters. <laughs> Four letters, four one letters. word. ESPN. No, yeah. one word. One word, four letters. You um, like, you love to, it's your catchphrase. You love saying this. Handmaid's Hulu! Tape. Yay! <laughs> that, was a, that was a quick Google. Oh, that took me a while. Hugh Laurie stars as Dr. Chance. He is a neuropsychiatrist, which means Mother. that he... Can I just John ask Cardinal. Luke what he thought of the name no, Chance? I, I almost gave I almost gave up right there when he said Dr. Chance. No, he wasn't John he wasn't John Chance, so you know, he was what was it, Regan Chance or something like that. Anyway, he plays a neuropsychiatrist, so basically his job is to confirm diagnosis. It's his job to sort of get people who have been referred to him confirm diagnosis and, and then recommend them to the correct therapist. And throughout this first episode, he his marriage is falling has fallen apart. He's getting divorced, and they're in the stage of selling the house. One of the things that he's got is some uh, expensive French furniture, <laughs> and he takes it to a furniture shop uh, where he meets the bloke out the wire who Lester make, Freeman. Yeah, he used to make little bits of furniture, so he's obviously going up in the world. He used to make uh, dollhouse furniture in the world. That's wire. it. And basically, he kind of tells him about this kind of illegal way of making furniture look better by replacing faded brass with this kind of metal that looks like brass that if you're if you're even if you're like a a fancy my god barrett gary please please stop talking (laughs) no what what you're basically saying is it's in treatment meets love joy it's a little bit well yeah (laughs) the interesting part really for me with this one and this is the one out of the three that i quite i knew it would be i knew it would be okay it does have a bit of a feel of a 50s movie. A little bit of noir in there. It's, it's very Hitchcock. It feels like yes. someone saw some Hitchcock and went, right, I, I want to make a Hitchcock like series. Yeah. And I think towards the end of the episode, I was slightly more intrigued than I was at the beginning. I do admit the first 20 minutes were hard going. 
because you know you are thinking oh it's just house without the limp he meets this very dodgy bloke who does the brass work uh it's kind of like ethan supply from my Did name anyone... is Earl. or boy meets world me well, I was just about to say Vader's son from More Boy Meets World, Matt. Yeah. I can't believe you did that one. Oh, and also More Rats he was in. in the... he was. Uh, and, and he plays kind of like a, a, a simple, what look, appears to be quite a simple character, but actually it's got quite a sort of um, dark background. And, he, and he's very good at playing characters. Uh, so, so much so that at the end of the episode, he sort of brought on this pronounced limp so that p- p- people that were going to attack him would attack him, and then he thumped them and pretty much... Well, I don't think he killed them, but certainly so gave them a good actually, old actually, it wasn't House Without the Limp, because the limp was there. It and was, then there's the the story with the Gretchen Mole character as well. Yeah, so he he has a slight infatuation, which well, seems that he has that infatuation, with one of his new patients, who is apparently being beaten up by her husband, who's a police who officer. Has, she has a split personality disorder as well, where her, her yeah, alter ego is called Jackie Black, which I thought he was in School of Rock. Luke and Matt, what did you think of it? I thought it was very dull, and the dialogue in this. Um, I, I took two. I took two lines down. One of it was when, as you said, his his daughter. Um, he's having a divorce, and his daughter's having to move schools. At one point, she literally used the phrase "life sucks." And also later on, um, when they were talking about the Gretchen Mole character and the therapist that she had before dying the receptionist actually used the phrase the plot thickens i found him relentlessly boring in this i didn't understand all the furniture yeah stuff so much i, so that I, I would I say ended up googling the bloke from boy meets world during a furniture yeah. scene i felt about this the way you felt about fearless in that i really had no idea what was going on about 20 minutes into it they didn't yeah. make it like you said they didn't tell you what was going on what you had no. to focus on what you know, you had that long line of depression to start off with, where he's saying, "This yeah. person had this happen to them." This yeah. person voiceover again. At the end, he was like, "I don't know what's going on anymore." I mean, at the end of the day, I just wanted to watch like Vertigo and Spellbound, the Hitchcock films that this was based well, I, on. Yeah, and, 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 and they're and as I, say, I, I, I had, I, I knew that this was coming. I knew a little bit about it. Uh, obviously, you know, I really liked House, and I think a lot of that was Hugh Laurie. I'm intrigued to see where this goes because. He's getting into this more kind of criminal element. But you're not watching um, other good stuff like The Handmaid's Tale and stuff, so don't waste your time on this. Well, I'll, I'll do what I want. Don't, don't, don't take a chance on chance, Gary. It's not worth it. No, it's I'll not worth it. I'll continue watching chance. It's fair to say that you two I won't. Think it, I think if Hugh Laurie wasn't in this, uh, then you wouldn't watch uh, it. Moving on, the other one. <laughs> this uh, is called Gypsy. But I absolutely no idea why it's called that. But it stars Naomi Watts, an actress I really like, who's doing very well in Twin Peaks at the moment. And she plays uh, a woman who is married, has a child. And <laughs> you is, have to uh... feel like you have to play, say a woman every time. We know what <laughs> Naomi Watts is. I feel it's important. Anyway, she's married, she has a child at school, uh, and she is a therapist. And you see her in the beginning talking to her therapy clients. And basically, she becomes infatuated with a coffee shop worker and we have no idea why throughout the episode why she feels so drawn to her she appears to be happily married she has a great job great relationship mm-hmm. again she's slightly unbounded with her patients they have a group what's called a group reflective practice where she meets up with three or four other therapists and they talk mm-hmm. about their cases and she seems to be quite 
forthright in her opinion about how much they should influence their patients' decisions, whereas others sort of disagree and say, oh, no, no, we're there just to listen and all that. And basically, she has what you could only describe as kind of like a lesbian interest in this woman, doesn't she? It later transpires, and I don't think she knew this when she hooked up with her. She realises that this girl is the patient's girlfriend that she is, the patient's girlfriend that she has been hearing about from this patient, someone that he couldn't let go and was infatuated with I, but she was I get rid had of him. assumed wrongly or rightly I don't know and I don't care but I <laughs> had assumed that she wanted to learn more about this girl that the guy was so into because she gave her a fake name and everything and you don't give I would say well, right. devil's advocate Luke, here um, that she she sort she was sort of intrigued by her the first time she saw her in the coffee shop and it was only when she saw the tattoo that he also had I think the second time she went Fair in, enough. she worked but it why, out. But why the fake name? Again, I don't care. But well, okay, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. A lot of psychologists and therapists give fake names or use fake profiles when out in the public for this very reason. I don't think I will carry on with this. There are ten episodes already up on Netflix that you can watch. I think if you're a fan of Naomi Watts, she is very much is her show. She's the central character. I don't think there was any scenes really without her being somewhere involved. Or I can't remember any. And her so daughter is weird. Is. Well, her uh, daughter's turns out, because uh, I did a bit of reading, I don't know yes. why, I didn't care. You did some she's reading. Gonna, she's going to be transgender or, or one of them, okay. so that's what that is about. Yeah. But yeah. I just, all three of these didn't have a yeah. character in them I could latch on to. No, I just wasn't <laughs> invested in all of them. And Gary has said to me before, in the US, I listen a lot to what critics say. That is because there's so much they produce a lot of telling in America. There's so much guff, and you almost need somebody to guide you and be your mm. guiding hand through things. Otherwise, you'll end up watching a lot of stuff that's not any good and miss the stuff that is. And nobody sure. I, I read heard, had a good thing to say about Gypsy. For a yeah. show with Naomi Watts, who is a big name... Netflix and it is a Netflix movie. original, this They one, haven't even think... shouted yeah. about it at all in yeah. terms of what they would normally do. Okay, so uh, back west we go. <laughs> You're listening to the Custard TV Podcast. The official podcast of thecustardtv.com. Luke, what do you think happened in Doctor Who last night? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think okay. might have happened that okay, Gary I, said wouldn't happen in Doctor Who? Oh, yeah. 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 It definitely now, happened around tea time on the BBC. A lesbian kiss. Yes. <laughs> Technically, it wasn't a lesbian because uh, the other one was an alien. Okay, but it was a kiss it's, between it's... two women. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I was I was quite surprised by that. Why why do you why did you think there wouldn't be one? Tea time BBC. Well, well, well. Shopping for a car? Yep. Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh, yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today. So, but it's 2017 now. Yeah. If it was Channel 4, I would have said definitely, but it's the BBC. I still Everyone, think it's, it would it's, it's very progressive now. The Everyone's very progressive now. No, sure. And I, I'm not saying I disagree with it. I'm not yeah. saying I'm coming out against it. I'm not. What I'm saying is, I was still surprised. Yeah. I would imagine they will get complaints. I haven't heard anything yet. That, no, no you know, the, the usually point you is, hear. 
Yeah, the points of Ubergrade, I'm sure, will complain at some point. So this was a double episode, the conclusion of a double episode based around the Cybermen. These were the original Cybermen, so the cloth masks, the one you saw in the very kind of first couple of series. Uh, basically, Bill got absorbed or taken over by a Cyberman. They were in a time-travelling ship that had been sucked backwards into a black hole, so there was all sorts of things to do with time. The front of the ship was running at a different time to the back of the ship. Uh, and and basically, at the end of the first episode, it was revealed that John Sims' character, the Master, had time travelled into this place in order to uh, in order to sort of cause chaos. So two Masters, one Doctor, and uh, chaos ensued. It turns out that the Master killed Missy, and Missy injured the Master so that he would regenerate into Missy. Yeah, you heard me correctly. Uh, and at the end, the Doctor got uh, blasted by one of the Cybermen and began to look as if he was going to regenerate. And that's when we got the big reveal that he landed on an island full of snow. We assume it might be Hoth from the Star Wars. Well, I read something uh, that it was it was meant to be like the North Pole in the 1980s or something like that, because apparently it links yeah. into William Hartnell's last episode or something. Like and, that. and that being the thing that, uh, yes, uh, the first Doctor appeared. But of course, it's not William Hartnell because he's been dead for yeah. 40 years. Uh, it's, it's David uh, Bradley who played William Hartnell in An Adventure in Time and Space, uh, the story of the creation of Doctor Who. Which I think is an extremely good nod and it is an extremely good use of character. I think the only problem that we're going to have is your average Doctor Who fan has no idea about the first Doctor. But what would you say the average Doctor Who fan is? Because I would say it's nerdy fanboys. Well, yeah, but I don't believe that the average... Don't forget, a lot of the original Doctor Whos were lost because of BBC But all the, all the nerdy fanboys know who William Hartnell is. Sure, but Luke, I think... I'm, Luke I, knows I who William Hartnell is, and he's I not do. a nerdy... I'm, I'm not a nerdy on many things, <laughs> but I'm not that... I still think it'll be an interesting thing, and of course we still have got a regeneration. Uh, and, and, and I suppose as we ought to cover the fact that, yeah, Bill was rescued by the girl from the pool in the yeah, very, very in the first, first episode. <laughs> was following her around. So Bill's sort of, uh, and they're both sort of entities now, but they're not real, and they're in a different spaceship. Yeah. So and, uh, and Nardole, uh, it was kind of Matt left Lucas. behind as well. He was left behind on the, the Cybermen spaceship. What spaceman. have you thought of Matt Lucas? Because you've been going on about wanting like a male companion in the TARDIS, and he, we sort of have one this series. Have you enjoyed it or no? He was just a little bit annoying at times. And of course, he wasn't in every episode. No. Certain episodes, he got left behind. So I don't know. And, and the whole idea that, you know, the doctor was supposed to be protecting or locking up Missy and then very, you know, let her out. It was all very. I, I like that line in the penultimate episode where he describes Bill and uh, Matt Lucas as exposition and comic relief. Yeah, I like I like the series as a whole. I think there, there were definitely highs and lows. I think, you know, there was what, 10 episodes or so. There were some episodes that needed, you know, that were better than others. And, and you know, there wasn't that consistency that perhaps there was in other years. I do think Peter Capaldi is a good doctor. There were a couple of times in this final two episodes where I felt like he was hamming it up a bit. Mm. Is there he was one be particular fondly remembered, do you think? I think so, yes. I mean, it, well, time will tell, I suppose. The thing is, I don't know if anyone would say he was in that their top three. I don't know. No. Um... It'd be interesting to see what he does afterwards, because he mm. already had a sort of a stable career. Well, that's right, yeah. Would he get typecast? So... Yeah, that's a good point. So we'll talk about Broken briefly to uh, finish off the reviews because, as Gary said, there's not a lot this week. I'm up to date. I've watched all five. Um, I think both you guys have, have done up to four. Up to and including four. Yeah. Up to and including four. Thank you, Luke. Um, so ep- three was the whole thing with the, the Line of Duty episode, as I called it, 
Where, yes, um, I, I understood that quote. Obviously, once I saw it, I understood what you meant. Because in Ep 2, we had um, the boy with the learning difficulties being shot by a member of the police, and then the police sort of banding together and trying to cover it up, and there's the one member of um, Father Michael's parish who's sort of struggling with his decision and trying to do the right thing and being sort of forced by his co-workers and later his wife to sort of Ambos. stretch the... Stretch the truth. Well, I said co-workers, I, you know, colleagues. Yeah. It's another sort of religious dilemma. And then running concurrently to this sort of finishing in episode four, we had the story of Roz, who was the gambling addict who was contemplating suicide. I think episode four has been my favourite so far of the, you know, where it's sort of centred on her and her issues. Yeah, I had and her issues with, with it, it, but yeah, I would agree. Yeah. But I had yeah, but I thought she packed a lot in to what mm. Yeah, in her last day. Though. She did a lot of stuff. She did all the washing and cleaning. Well, she knew it was on because he said, "Can you come?" And he, she said, "No." But then he ends up, he ends, he ended up coming. Luke, come on, because you're the McGovern head among among us. You're a nerdy fanboy for McGovern. Yes, I am. But for some reason, and I don't know what it is, this isn't working for me fully. There are bits of it I really like, and then bits of it I think just don't. They feel like two. They're not part of the same show. Sean Bean, I find incredibly, just brings me down. I know he's gone through a lot and things, but it, the, 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 but I just, I don't. It doesn't gel together as one show for me, and everything that happens just feels consequential. It doesn't feel like something that I believe to be happening. Like all the stuff with the young boy being killed sort of came out of the blue, and I, it didn't affect but me emotionally. But then things happen like that, though, yeah, don't no, they? I, I, think I, I appreciate that, but it did because of it just, it was seemed so random and so disconnected. It didn't affect me I... emotionally as it should have, I think. And it, What happened was, as Matt said weeks ago, Jimmy wrote this series as a person of the week thing, then got Sean Bean and thought, well, we'll embellish Sean Bean's story a bit and give him more to do. And so he's had to chuck a load, I'm, sh- I'm sure, onto the floor. I, and I, I would left. agree. It does, it does feel a little bit rushed in places. No, I, well, I wouldn't I agree. I wouldn't rushed. agree that I don't think it works, but I do. I do feel like. Have you enjoyed it? I will not enjoyed it, but what what are your feelings on it? I think that's the thing. I think I would use the word endured at times because of how hard hitting it is. Mm. Um, But But then we're used to that from McGovern. Like the streets. Yeah, but normally his stuff really gels together, and I don't think the characters are that well drawn. I don't think like the woman who did kill herself was a was Mm. an interesting story. I don't think I've ever seen on TV before. But she, hmm. I found her quite grating and quite annoying. I, I, don't know whether it was I didn't. No, I thought, the character. I can't. I found her it. quite sympathetic. I liked all the stuff where she was teaching her sons how to cook and things. I, I thought that was all quite realistic. And this last episode that's been on was quite sl- and slow. And I found it. It was to do with Helen, who's the woman who lost her son. Her brother rocks up from, um, I think it's an right. African country, and straight away has a big row with her gay neighbour. Um, and it's all about like homosexuality in the Catholic Church and him. And it's like, was it on five fifteen Saturday afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> Each episode, I've kind of lo- started to watch it and thought, "Oh, this is an hour." Actually, they've gone quite quickly, mm. and I've been quite surprised at how well they've kept my attention. But I would say that you I, are I a human man, the same Gary. sort of thing. 
<laughs> I'm filled with the same sort of thing when I get to the next episode. I'm sort of like, oh, before I go, press go, oh, I'm looking at the watch and thinking, is there something else I could be doing? It's you not do that dragging chance, me to though. watch the you next must one. Have done, to be fair, you must have done that more with the three you got us to watch. You have to have. No, because I I didn't know anything about them. That feeling certainly came twenty minutes in. So if you watched the second episode but... of Gypsy, well, I I don't know because I won't be doing that, so I can't mm. confirm it. But what and I I would agree that I probably wouldn't have chosen Broken had we not been doing a podcast. Blah blah blah. But I, I did find it interesting television. Something that made me think. Mm. And we've often said that sometimes as good as something that entertains you, something that makes you think. One thing I would agree with is that it does seem to be a lot happening to him all at once, and I don't know if that's where you're coming from in terms of, like, he's like a priest, and then all of a sudden, you know, he has the stuff with Anna Friel, he has this boy dying in his parish, he has this woman saying, you know, I'm going to kill myself, and it's all happening. And he did make a point of saying that when he goes to visit Adrian Dunbar, priest, who just seems to pop... He just seems to visit him, like, late at night, doesn't he? And... Yeah. It'll turn out in the final episode he doesn't actually exist. Well, that's my problem. Since you said that, I keep thinking he's not real, is he? I just wanted to ask about what you think about Sean Bean's performance, because he is getting a lot of plaudits, and I personally think he's very good in this. Um, I don't but like you... him. I don't Why like not? him personally. I don't know. I think, I don't know whether it's him or the character, but it, he just, he brings well, the Don't show you down. like, though? But it's a Jimmy McGovern drama. It's people getting shot and killing themselves. They would be, it would be brought down regardless, yeah, surely. Yeah, but like Robbie Coltrane, and let's just use him for example. He was a lead, but he sort of lifted things in his performance. Even so, if he was yeah. drinking or gambling or whatever. His... You say he has not got the charisma then, the screen presence. Is that I maybe... Don't, personally, personally, just purely on my side, I don't think he does. No, I think he brings it down because I was quite invested with the girl killing herself even though I had issues with aspects mm. of it. I was I was really involved with Anna or I was semi involved with the police stuff but whenever he's on screen I just go oh, we're back all the to stuff the with his mum all the stuff with his mum I, 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 I think there's a lot going on there I feel that he's a good supporting actor I don't know if he is a good lead actor okay good Personally. ensemble player Mm. Yeah, so I, I think it would have been better if the show wasn't as focused on him. Mm. When he has his moments, he's certainly a good. I think he's a I, good. Actor, I like I the scene. I'll tell you the scene I thought he shone in is where he confronted the priest That's who had abused him as a child. Again, although I liked it, I kind of felt like it was a little bit out of place. That's where they're sort of relating these flashbacks to, isn't it? All the you know yeah. him being touched on the knee and is that the stuff you're not a fan of? All that. The flashback things, Luke, or is that just... Well, no, it doesn't bother me. I don't know whether it needs it. There's a lot going no. on in the present to have all the yeah. past stuff as well. I don't know whether it needs it. A bit of a behind-the-scenes thing. Matt's internet dropped, and Gary and I were just talking between ourselves and saying, is it hypocritical that I'm probably only watching this because I know it's Jimmy McGovern? And if it was somebody else, say, like a Danny Brocklehurst drama or somebody else that we're not massive fans of had written the same thing... I think I'd have dropped out. I mean, I still would be watching regardless of his writing because I quite enjoy it. But if I was in that situation, I probably would have dropped out of it. If it was, if I wasn't enjoying it, 
if I was yeah, feeling so how I think you're feeling. that makes me a massive feeling. hypocrite then, doesn't it, really? Well, yeah. and, and, and I, I let to your defence, and I'll do it again, because like, there are people out there who go, oh, I watch every film with Tom Cruise in it, even the crap ones. You know, there are people who like certain actors and writers and directors mm. and watch everything they do I regardless don't think of I've done good. that. Yeah, I don't think I've done that with anyone. I can't think, anyway, if... Mind you, we only watched episode one of Banished, didn't we? And then none of us watched mm-hmm. past episode yeah. Yeah. that one. I do think of the five broadcast dramas that are on British television at this moment, it is the best. Uh, because what else have we got? The Lock, Fearless, well, that's, yeah, Bridge. Like that. said a lot about the others. You know. And what's the other one? You said five. Well, I was going to include The Handmaid's Tale, but that's... Doctor Who, that's else, just but... finished. Well, yeah, I could yeah. include that. So it is the best, but I just don't know. And then I don't know. I don't know. I'm in the minority. Cause else <laughs> what you're saying, Luke, is you don't know. Do you not, do you not know, know, Luke? You know, when we come to do the year thing, if you have it on Yeah, that'll be, the, that'll be the watermark, I think. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying it episode by episode, but as a series, I'm still not, you know, I'm like, does this slot together? I'm not thinking, like, I'm really enjoying this in the way that I did with Unforgotten and No Offence mm. and things like that. But so, I'm not you know, watching it out of obligation. I think I'm enjoying it and I like the writing. And no, I think uh, it's uh, but it's a believable portrait of our society today, like the stuff with the gambling, the stuff with the mental health, the stuff with the police. It all feels like, you know, he's, mm. he's criticising the underfunded nature of it. He's criticising... The loss yeah. in faith. There's a lot in there that I like. There's a little bit of, of what's that? Uh, I Daniel Blake in there. You know, the mm. kind of. The I watched that this week. I really enjoyed that as well. Yeah. Pick of the week. Tuesday, oh. ten o'clock. Um, Sky Atlantic. I'm the only one of us to see now all three seasons of The Leftovers. It pushes me about yep. as far outside of my TV viewing um, comfort zone comfort as zone. I'm willing to be in, and it is just bizarre and incredible in equal measure. 10 o'clock Tuesday, Sky Atlantic, The Leftovers. Watch it, please. It's a double bill. And then, if you watch episode one, all eight will be on Sky Atlantic catch-up immediately for you to watch. I don't quite like it when they do that, but if you want to do that, it's there for you. I'm also going to stick with something American. I really like the first series of Colony, and the second series is coming to Sky One on the 5th. And it stars Josh. But, oh, I can't remember his name. We've done this for this Josh thing. We've done this. I feel like we've done yeah. Holloway. Holloway. Josh Holloway from Lost. I I really like it. And Sarah Wayne Callis, uh, who was in Prison Break. They are very good. And it's all about a, a society that's under the control of robots. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Go for a, go for a continuing. Yeah, I mean, Broken's continuing. I Actually, I'll tell you something that I'm going to try and watch, is that they're repeating this first series of Top of the Lake, I think, on Fridays. Oh, yeah, Double I Bills. Ahead of the new series, which I've watched the first two episodes of already. I know that's a bit backward, but I, when I saw the second series, the first two episodes of that, I was sort of regretting not watching the first. I think I watched the first two of season one and yeah. I was sort of regretting not, not sticking I with it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So maybe you so will. I, the, the, the trailer for series two certainly looks much more action packed than I remember of season one. Uh, Twitter's then Gary. At the Gary Show. Matt. Nearing nearing 900 followers. Come and join me. Uh, at Matt's TV Bites. I don't know how many followers I've got, but probably as many as I deserve. Um, <laughs> at Luke Custard TV for me. Um, Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash The Custard Oh, oh, shout out, shout out. Peter Devonold and yes. Ken Dervish. So thank You're you, welcome. Peter and Ken. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Uh, you can do the same. Just follow the links. Facebook.com forward slash The It's on the front page of the website. 
if Twitter and Facebook and all that just doesn't give you enough interactivity, then there's always the email address to use. Uh, Custard TV Reviews, that's been an S on the end, if I'm not enunciating correctly. Uh, Custard TV Reviews at gmail.com. And we're on all the apps for podcasts, including iTunes, where we'd like a five-star review, and Stitcher as well, just to name a few. YouTube.com. If you only want to listen to specific reviews of our shows, rather than all of this, then you can find it on YouTube. All of this, go. Why would you not? (laughs) I don't know, but But people have got less For instance, it worked quite well, didn't it, this week? A a friend of mine said, oh, have you guys reviewed Ackley Bridge? Yeah. I just directed him straight. I know, pretty much do you know what, Wait, you know what Gary? You know, you when you've done that, I'd already done that. We're both terrible website people because what we should have done is not directed him to the YouTube thing. We should nope. have let him read Matt's review. Yeah, but he's already listening website. to the podcast, so to okay, be fair, fair he just missed that. Gary's not part of my review, so you know. Oh, sure. He just wants Gary's yeah. opinion on it. That's fair. All right, then. Bye. Well, the <laughs> We're still talking. Oh, we're still talking. Bye. <laughs> Well, 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 shopping for a car? Yep, Carvana made financing a car as smooth as can be. Oh yeah? I got pre-qualified instantly and had real terms personalized just for me. Hmm, Doesn't get much smoother than that. Well, I got to browse thousands of car options on Carvana, all within my budget. Doesn't get much smoother than that. It does. I actually wanted a car that seemed out of my range, but I was able to add a cosigner and found my dream car. It doesn't get much... Oh, it gets smoother. It's getting delivered tomorrow. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get pre-qualified today.